Don't screw it up. <laughs> Every time I hear that sound, I think of two things. You just play that off of your phone. That's your background music. Seriously. Don't start ripping me yet, bro. I think of two things. This is high tech. Now I'm thinking of three You're things. You're going to go big with this. I wonder why no. I don't hear you every week. <laughs> I think of three things. I think of my friend who wrote and performed this song. Brian Bent. I knew it would be some type of surfer. He's a, good, he's a good man. Loves the Lord. Hey, by the way, I almost got in a wreck in your van watching your hula lady on your dash. <laughs> I told you never Going looked at the hula curves. ladies. I just couldn't keep my eyes off of her. Almost killed me. Second thing I think about is how how out of control our technology is that I'm holding the phone to our podcast, Mike. Third thing I think about is my favorite, favorite, favorite group of men, the Dawn Patrol men. And today we have a really, truly special guest. It's not even Dawn Patrol. Our guest is our speaker at this year's men's retreat, the Men's Sabbath, the Sabbath Reset. None other than speaker, writer, leader. Husband, father, all-around punk. Dude. Hugh Halter. Good to be here. Good to have you with us. We got people listening to this that aren't even men. Just having a hard time not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> You've done podcasts before. No, first one. Let's go. No Let's way. No, you're going to see how good I am. You've been <laughs> You've been interviewed before. Well, yeah. In various areas. The same thing. All right. Except we have six people listening. And we're not, you know, 3,000 people at Catalyst. All right. So this, we can't screw up that many lives then. No, 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 That's, no, no, okay. no. Hugh uh, comes to us from Illinois and Alton. Exciting things happening there. And he comes as a, as a man that I met in the cafe. He, come, he came from Tyler Scott, referred Hugh to my wife and I just to see how we're doing the coffee shop and things we've learned because you were opening up one. And I just, within a half hour, went, I got to get Hugh around my man. And now here we are at Alliance Redwood, all, Men's Retreat all happening all around us right now, Saturday afternoon. Halfway through. Halfway through. It's going amazing. The Lord is like really rocking a bunch of our hearts. My heart. I was extremely challenged from this morning. Yep, I'm wrecked. It's a wreck. I'm already wrecked. A wreck. Uh, and I got to say, Hugh, you fit right in. <laughs> you fit right Thank in. You. I'm going to take that as an awesome compliment. It's an awesome compliment. Because these guys are... Top tier, just dudes, amazing guys, amazing stories. So yeah, I feel lucky I get to just be in the mix with them. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm honored to be able to be walk the earth with them. So it's interesting yep. you say that because yep. I walk away from Dom Patrol every week and I go, these are amazing men. They're amazing men. They they allow um, they they make themselves available to what the Lord's uh, has to speak to them. What just looking at these guys from all different colors, shades of the rainbow, stories. How long have you found it takes to get them to like bond? That's a great like question. Like to where they go, okay, these are my these are my mates. I can hang with these guys. It depends, I think. I think that's a great question. And when I look back over 10 years, I think when a guy is acknowledged either by me from the front or by the guy that they sit with at their table. Hmm. When they're acknowledged, everybody wants to walk into the the bar what was the bar down in boston yeah. cheers uh, cheers and i think i was never acknowledged in school i was always the kid that was for uh, the slow kid the small kid the, i didn't excel in school <clears throat> and that's why when i everybody i try to say i see you and i'm glad you're here 
and that's why I tease you because I see you. Yep. your ears. I yep. can't believe how who, did your mom hang you by the ears? Yep. How they get so big? And so, but there's a there's a, in my cu- cu- culture of Oakland, if you were teased, you were acknowledged and accepted. Mm-hmm. If you were ignored and they didn't tease you, they didn't like you. Yep. And so I think when I can let a guy know we see you and we love you and we're glad you're here, I think that speeds the process up. That can also happen from the tables and these relationships out here. I like that because like, as I'm watching this go on, I keep thinking about what's going on in Alton. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to envision this happening in Mm -hmm. Alton. Like I can't wait Mm till someday I can run a retreat for local guys, but it's a a very reserved culture. It's Midwestern. Sure. So I, mm. you know, I just found myself going, okay, what would it take for me mm-hmm. to get guys to bond at this level, mm-hmm. especially that many guys? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's been great for me in that in that mm-hmm. way. I also try to tell a lot of stories. If you notice, yep. I'll say, here's Sam, and here's Sergio, and here's Bob, and here's what he did, yep. because I'm I'm feeling I feel like in my third grade, if they'd have known what I was dealing with at home, if they'd have known, they would have looked at me different. If yeah. I know, if I know what Sergio's dealing with, I look at him different. Yeah, once you know what their battle is, yep. then then you let down judgment. Yeah, and can be a buddy. Yep. Yeah, I think it bites me. I think there's guys not at the retreat that and that don't come to Dawn Patrol because I am authentic and vulnerable, and I do say, hey, there's Bob. Bob, you fell off your motorcycle last year, you, and you're walking. I didn't want people to know I fell off my motorcycle. They just right. won't come around. Right. You know, <laughs> no, really, I think it bites me, but I don't know it's biting me. But I think the payoff is worth it. I'd rather have this. Yep. Yeah, you want guys that yeah. want to be known. Right, right, right and be known. We all it. want to be known. Love it. So Alton, Illinois. Tell me just briefly what's going on in Alton. Well, Alton is a new home two years ago. You know, we were out there visiting our son who was in a assisted living center. Never thought we'd move there, but long story short, God just called us there, leave Denver, Colorado, and uh, not really moved for him. He he could die at any moment. So we were like, really? okay, oh yeah, he's 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 uh, life expectancy was five years of age. So You're, I did had no year. idea. Oh yeah, he almost died four times last year. So oh my goodness. You know we we've said well we can't move out there for him, um, but we went okay. God's definitely using him and his disability mm-hmm. and that struggle to redirect us. Um, mm-hmm. And you know I mean I I told the guys I wasn't happy about it, but. You know, since we've been in there just two years, from zero to 100 miles an hour, from that guy giving us a building and um, trying to really figure out what would be good news to our town, and it ends up being more of a business enterprise as a not as a gimmick, but as a way of life. A blessing. Yeah. You're bringing commerce yeah. and and, yeah, and people together. You can tell God's going to build a church out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's fun to do something I've never done before. I'm That's nervous. Exciting. You know, we started four businesses all in the same day mm-hmm. and I haven't wow. done any of them. So I'm like, Oh, this is going to be fabulous. So, so are you nervous of, of why are you nervous? Well, we got to make $35,000 a month just to like pay basic. That's a lot of money. So you're nervous about yeah, the I'm money. I'm nervous about business. Okay. Like, you're nervous do, about commerce. do I have the ability to yeah. be a successful business right. owner for sure? And it's a very depressed part of town. So right. even though we got cool stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, we don't know if the if the town could even Can you survive. Yeah, right. so. how many bit percent of the buildings are boarded up? Uh, well, half the homes are slumlord homes. Half the homes. Half the homes. Yeah. So that sounds like a great business plan. Man. <laughs> I mean, that's the place to <laughs> well, target market. We're actually man. thinking about that. <laughs> I mean, once we get past all this basic business, yeah, we we just want to start buying up homes. And, yeah, and turn the place around. I want to call it anchor house. I want to anchor good people mm. on every street. You can buy a house for seven. Seven to fifteen grand will get you a nice little house. Seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So we just want to. I don't know. I think that's as we make money. I think we're going to try and 
get a little bit and just start taking go to go to the bad neighborhoods and anchor mm. some cool people in there mm-hmm. and help them get into a house you have vision you have vision i've been hanging out with you for two days you have vision you have great ideas mm. you just whip that out like nothing boom <laughs> that's like amazing you just gotta look right you gotta walk and see soft eyes man yeah go what would god do like right mm-hmm. here and it if you ask that, usually the answer comes pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I if I roll into Alton and I try to plant a church, I th- I think most of the pastors in town don't like me, and the mm-hmm. city would go. What do we need another yeah. church for? Yeah. But we go in there and we create a business, and everybody loves us. Like mm-hmm. like we are the famous people in mm-hmm. town, and we're trying to make Jesus famous. So it just, you know, I think Jesus would do different things what we do in most settings. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to change a neighborhood, we'd always go, well, just get a church in there. Yeah. Mm. No, how about be the church and do the things that God builds his church on? So do things, you know, where the righteous prosper, the city rejoices, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that if Christians live the way we're supposed to, people would actually applaud and thank us. And that's been the story in this little mm-hmm. building that we have. People literally come up to us in tears, never met them, and just go, thank you for doing this. Bringing life. It's, just, it's, it's so easy mm-hmm. when you are good news to people. Mm-hmm. I hope you can lead me to the Lord this weekend, Hugh. That's my dream. Maybe. Maybe this is my weekend. You give me that surf van, <laughs> I will work a deal with you. <laughs> You're amazing. That's just vision. That's just ground. You, I think that you are uh, someone who can see and build and lead because you've been through so some valleys you've been through some seasons in your life so even said lamentations is the key to all innovation <laughs> that's taken from the the people the hebrew people is they're in exile mm-hmm. and when you're in exile you had to they, they didn't have their temple their synagogue they didn't have and they had to relearn you know, had to innovate. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, how do we follow God faithfully? And yeah, in but, our lives, yeah. yeah, the pain has pushed the, you know, at times you want to curl up in a ball and just go forget it. But normally, I just don't like being there. So right. your only other option, we got to innovate out of here. We got to figure out a way mm-hmm. to turn what is not so helpful into something that catalyzes something brand new. That's, that's what a new wineskin is. Yeah. So if you're going to get, uh, Jesus says, fresh wine, you, can't know, go into an you old just skin. can't. You can't put it in an old thing. So I think God allows the, the garbage to happen because it makes men of men. And Yeah, makes men of men. That's a great term. So, makes men of men. Did you just make that up or did you put that in one of your books? I've never said that. It was a, an enlightened moment right there. That's really not that good. I just used the same word twice. I think it's really good, though. <laughs> it spoke to my soul. Don't take my moment, man. Uh, tell me um, about the journeyman. What is that? Journeyman was, you know, I mean, it started. I'm an, I, I guess people say I'm an evangelist. All I think about is people coming to Jesus. So wherever I go, I always try to figure out a uh, a process to draw people that are trying to figure out God. So. I join a CrossFit gym when we show up in Alton because I know it's a, you know, I go to a ready-made community. I try not to get people to come to my house for a community. I just go find the communities mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. So as a family, we jumped into CrossFit and uh, 
started to love on those guys. I'd walk in, you know, in Alton, in Alton, okay, two or three months, and they knew we were. They said we were the only family that had ever moved in. Yeah, <laughs> so we became leave, famous yeah. just moving in. So, right. and they liked our whole family. My daughter was a power lifter and could lift more than most of the guys. So, wow. they just liked our whole family. Right. And then I just started asking the guys instead of working out with them. I go, hey, how you doing this week? And you know, the next week I go, hey, that thing you told me about last week. How's that going? Right. And guys started to just, you know, they started calling me grandpa. Really? Because I cared, you know. And once I knew I had the vote, I'd, I'd take a vote. i call for a vote. That's what I always teach guys. Like, get the reputation. Once you have some respect, then you can lead guys somewhere, you know, until you got the respect. But once I knew there was some intrigue about us, I just sent out an e- email that said, uh, has, you know, a picture of a bare knuckle guy. Yeah, it's a great And graphic. I just thought of the name just as a gimmick, journeyman. And it just said, uh, whiskey, meat, fire, men. Halter House, 7.30, Friday night. Come if you want. Whiskey, meat, fire, men. Yep. Firemen or fire? No, just fire and, and men. And men. Yep. Halter, Halter, Halter's House. Halter House. And 25 dudes showed up, you know. And they're all, they're all 25 to 35. And that was out of the out of the gym. All out of the CrossFit gym. Okay. A few other guys that had... Asked other friends to come that were not CrossFitters, okay. but but yeah, so yeah, spread a little bit. Show up Gotta meet Grandpa. Yeah, we have a great night. Yep, and uh, I, I knew s- those CrossFit guys love whiskey. They don't. These guys are just Bud Light. They they don't even know whiskey exists. But it was in an, it's intrigue, right? Yeah, you intrigue. Know? Yeah, lean in. Yeah. And I have a, a very extensive bar right when you walk in our old Victorian house, and and I just know whether That's or not shocking. guys like it or not, yeah. when they come in... It's like, man... Oh my gosh, it's yeah. like hitting a museum or yeah. something. So, you know, it, gives, it just gives yeah. you something to talk so, about. Yeah. I hardly drink any of it, honestly. Yeah. I, I, it's almost right. like art. Right. But it gets a conversation going, and it, it calms guys down. Yeah. It and calms guys down. Good, that's the, well That's said. the key. So. Yeah. Once they're calm, then we just had a little talk, and I, I asked the guys, I said, hey, have any of you ever had a mentoring group to be a part of, like where you could talk about dude stuff? And none of them had, because they're Midwesterners. They right. don't talk. They no, hold they their cars really, really, really tight. There's you know? a veil. What is that? And I said, well, hey, I used to get 60 guys in my barn in Denver every Tuesday night. You know, I was just thinking I'd love to get to know you guys more. You know, if you guys have no interest, no biggie, but I'd be willing to facilitate that. So I said... If you want to be in that, come next Friday and we'll start that. I said, once we start, you can't bring anybody in. It's kind of, we're going to close the group. So let me know, RSVP. And uh, I said, what we're going to do, we're just going to do like little saloon sessions. Once a month, I'll give a little talk. And this first six sessions will be about how to live an honorable life. So if you want to find out about living an honorable, you know, something, topic, any guy when you... Yeah, who doesn't want to be honorable? Yeah, Yeah. you know, so... And I don't have to overtly throw Jesus in there or whatever. You know, I told the guys the first night where I'm at with faith. I said, if you ever want to talk about it, I'd love to talk about it. But these are just going to be sessions on honor. And uh, So you meet weekly? Nope. Monthly? Just, that was just a monthly deal. Once just kind of just get started slow. Okay. Nothing too intense. Yep. If you go weekly with guys that barely yeah. know you, it's going yeah. to yeah, be too, too much. much. So, And um, and we just, you could tell guys start to go deeper and deeper. And the topics are pretty heavy. So... I just created six oaths of honor, kind of codes of honor, chivalrous codes, if you will. I said, if you make these six codes of honor, you're going to be an honorable man. And the dudes just love it. And then when we were done, you know, the guys are like, okay, can we keep going? And, and that's now turning into 
a question more of their wives joining us. And so it kind of leads to... You're planting a church. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Now, the inquisitive kitties at home want to know what those six things are. Do we have to come on a Friday night to find those things out? Yeah, you have to. But I made them up, you know, month by month. I didn't... I I somehow believe that with you sitting here. I believe that. Um, and you just said we're gonna do six. Did you just randomly pick a number because no, they went month by month? No, I actually thought like, even if you didn't believe in God, could you live an honorable life? And mm-hmm. I thought there are six that a guy could do. It'd be yeah. tough. Yeah. And I told the guys, four of these are really hard. I think two of these are impossible without faith, but you can give it a shot. Yeah. So you played the gauntlet down, man. Yeah. You call them the the, uh, the the workout guys. What did you call it again? It's journeyman. No, not journeyman, but where you met him, the gym. Oh, CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. So the, you laid the, you challenged the, yeah. the the CrossFit guys. Well, these two are impossible, but you can give it a shot. Yep. Wow. They like Genius. That. Oh, they, they like love that. that. They like that. So. Yeah. And so it's been going on for two years now. No, we just we just did our finished the first year of that. And then, you know, then we got into the building. So now we're renovating now you're the building. That, yeah. and, but all those guys were my mates. By that time, they're all helping me it's family. with the building. Family. Yeah, it's family. So, and then, you know, it's a simple invite to an Easter gathering a couple of weeks ago. And they, they all show. They all bring their wives and, and are asking us to be their spot. And we're still slow playing it. We're like, no, nah, we're not going to do a Sunday thing for you. But So these guys are now asking you to do a Sunday thing. Yeah. Both churches that we started, one in Portland, one in Denver, we waited till people asked us to do the church. That was that was sort of the methodology. You disciple people to Jesus. You wait for them to help you decide what would be congregational life for them. And initially, you know, in both settings, they wanted to congregate once a month. Awesome. Uh, so we do a monthly gathering, and then everybody stays in communities during the week. We had four years we alternated. Every other week was a, a church gathering. The off weeks were the on weeks. We said, where you're in your neighborhood with your friends, and we gave them really simple little to-dos of, of how to be a missionary community, and that was how we made disciples. So, I'm so glad you, you decided to follow the Lord because you would have been a fantastic mob boss. You, know, you got it I, all laid out. I actually out. was in fifth grade. I was, I was selling marijuana. <laughs> You're talking out of about my trombone case. Out of your trombone yeah, case. Was, my parents thought I was in band for two years. <laughs> and all the bongs and everything cut out. I You're talking I, about I, taking over I, neighborhoods I one house been, at a time. Well, they just say an evangelist is a salesman. That's it's, all, a salesman. it's the same There's deal. A, there is that. I don't see you as an evangelist. Do you, see, you said people say I'm one. Do you see yourself as one? No, I never did. I see you as an apostle. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's probably how I, I bill out now. But yeah. um, apostles have to start with evangelism, right? Yes, of Paul, course. Apostle Paul yeah. rolling into it's the town. In. And he's, yeah, it's built you in. you got to start from scratch. That's yeah. an apostolic gifting. Right, so. apostolic gifting, yeah. A yeah. pure evangelist is evangelist. You're a builder, leader, plant, starter with from evangelism. Yeah. The whole thing's probably. evangelism, yeah. but you're... You but know. I'm an introvert. Some, you know... Most people view evangelism like, you know, it's Extra. a really, really annoying, mm-hmm. bold guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this culture where you, you just have... just described me to a T. <laughs> annoying, bold guy. Did you catch that cop? <laughs> no, but you're so fun. You can pull it off. If you're not fun, yeah. then you can't be bold. Then you're annoying. But yeah. yeah. No, I just think in this culture, people are so done with rhetoric. Yep. yep. They don't want people to talk nope. at them. So nope. I always tell people, I think introverts are better evangelists yep. today yep. because they listen. They use yep. their ears instead yep. of their face. And I agree. People will, if, if introverts ask good questions. Right? Great questions. And then they don't 
talk afterwards. They keep asking. And yes. They just shut their pie hole and yeah. just keep asking questions. And learn. Yeah. And learn. And They're really students. eye contact. Yeah. You listen and people feel loved and then they eventually mm-hmm. spill their beans. I love the story of the bleeding woman. Um, when Jesus, she reaches out and touches his gown, bled for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then and he's on his way to Jairus' house. And then, and then the text says he sat, imagine, Jairus, pressuring, come see my daughter, a community leader. And it says that he sat and she told him everything. Mm-hmm. He healed her, but mm-hmm. then they sat. I picture him on the curb. Mm-hmm. City street scene, mob scene. Over a couple hours. Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah. Tell me all your hurts. Tell me your stuff. Yeah. You know, amazing, amazing. He's only got three years to really right. change the world, right? But he's got a couple hours. Sit with her. He'll sit with her. Very important. We won't. We won't hardly give anybody. No. And Jairus is waiting the whole time. That's amazing. That's, that's a great story. That's a great insight that uh, great uh, introverts make better evangelists. That's great. Hmm. Hey, so you come to camp. I met you six, eight months ago, and instantly just loved who you were and and how you carry yourself. And I love your Jesus. I just say that right off just knowing you and uh, invited you to become part of the man here and because I knew we would be friends for up till we sit with the king and you walk in what's your first what's your first you think what what was your first impression well my first impression was this was the first authentic gathering of men where I saw men of every color and creed Mm -hmm. everybody's talking about that Mm mm-hmm especially today, mm-hmm. somehow something's happened in this environment where you guys have, have literally brought a brotherhood together. Mm-hmm. I just, I travel all over the world. I just mm-hmm. never see that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was I was thrilled as soon as I walked in. I was, and they didn't look r- real clean, I'll be honest with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys look like they're probably packing heat. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, I don't know, I just felt safe. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though. We have doctors, cops. I just sat and had breakfast today with two cops. I didn't even know that they were here. Hmm. Current officers. And then we have the Fremont gentleman who's on disability now. And it's just like, and then all the felons. You got your, all the felons. And when I sent you that email, did you think I was kidding? No, I actually believed you had felons. No, no. With the 20%. Oh, yes. And 40 and 20. And then I put, and I took it out. I said, I even got three Tongans and a transvestite. And I backed those guys up because I wasn't sure Malcolm and his two kids were going to come. There's That's the Tongans. I love it. And then my friends said I didn't go. But he didn't know, come. No. Oh. Yeah, but I'm waiting. Keep inviting. Loving, loving, loving. Alton is a very gay mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. so we've got uh, we've got a lot of that. I would have loved to have met him, yeah. her. Yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, and we're close. We're com- He's probably going to show up at Domstrom, and I can't wait. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, just these guys. I think they know they can be themselves. That's exactly right. And bring bring their coworkers, yeah. and bring their friends. They know that they're going to be accepted. I literally, when I, you know, a lot of times I'll go into environments, and it's it's fairly pressure filled to figure out what the what the spoken word needs to be like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, when I walked in and saw these guys' face, I literally felt like I, we can just talk. Mm-hmm. Like I, did, I could almost like converse with them. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just talk at them, yeah. and it's felt like that as I've been speaking. They mm-hmm. just their reactions are just they're fabulous, mm-hmm. and you can tell they're tracking and you're tracking. Um, <clears throat> so I'm kind of making it up as we go, just because they're it shows. they're so real, you know. It shows. You're totally unprepared. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen so many rabbit trails in all my life. <laughs> it's the whole thing is a rabbit trail. It's a three day yeah, rabbit it trail. Is, totally, it is totally. You know, and I don't know. 
So what do you think? Because I've never heard that. You've been all over the planet and you've never seen this kind of diversity. And what do you think um, it is? You've seen, you've here now, you've never seen it. What do you well, now sense well, after I'll being with this 24 hours? I'll tell you what I don't see. I don't see empowerment or equipping in the church. Mm-hmm. It's usually one or two guys that do everything. I think you guys got here because you guys equipped lots of other guys to lead. Mm-hmm. And so you had to, you didn't pick all white dudes. Mm-hmm. You picked a cross section of normal people mm-hmm. and they will naturally reach people that are like them, right? Mm-hmm. We, the gospel always spreads quickest through indigenous groups. So, mm-hmm. But you picked, you know, you picked African-American leaders and Hispanic leaders, and they know how to go get their guys. Mm -hmm. And so you equipped a movement Mm -hmm. where most people, they they never get to movement Mm -hmm. because it's just one or two leaders at the top Mm -hmm. that do everything. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think strategically you guys have done well. Mm. Um, You got men reaching their own friends. Yeah. And pastoring their own friends. What do you think, what I'm more surprised with in this community and what is harder to do, I think, is the age differences yeah because i see even in diverse um ethnic communities they're all 10 15 mm-hmm. 20 years off yep. this is i think really unique where we got the 85 year olds and totally. the 10 year olds yep. and, yep. and and coming together it's fabulous you know and that's hard and the, the, i mean you know so those 10 15 year old kids right now they're having to grow up way faster mm-hmm. than they used to so mm-hmm. what they they don't need you know games no. and playing chubby no. bunny no what they no. need is dudes talking about yeah. Real life. So yeah. I, I think it's fabulous. That's why I gave Malcolm's kid, the 10-year-old Timothy, the set of throwing knives and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Welcome to camp. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. Wait till you hear Malcolm's story tonight. Okay. He doesn't know he's coming, but he's got quite a story. Really? Yeah. And um, so in, uh, let's see, what what do you, right now as Hugh Halter, what's the next year look like? A man with vision who mm-hmm. knows how to use soft eyes. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm always, you know, everywhere I go, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to start another church. I'm just, you know, I mean, mm, I love, God loves to hear that. Um, I know. And we get into <laughs> arguments about that. But I just, you know, I've been sensing, I just need to play along a little bit easier. He's God builds his church. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's, it's the spiritual development of that initial team of missionaries. Mm. We're all working together. Most of them work in the building with me. They're yeah. either the coffee guy or yeah. the food guy. And so it's uh, it's trying to create a rhythm for our community other than work. Mm. So we've been sneaking in the building Sunday nights, having time to just pray and oh, be together. Good. A lot of people wanting to be in that, and I've been shutting the doors. So I, I just feel like this this year's probably let's open up the door a little bit and let people. I mean, they're literally scratching at the window, like, "Can I come?" No, you know. I th- I just think. We have to go ahead and start developing God's team, Amazing. as opposed to just do the business. It's stuff. like you're reading the Bible. I think He called it making disciples. Yeah, but you're, I think I should have responded a little quicker. It's just you know, I think when you're starting a business, you really want to make sure you get that yeah. sucker off the runway. Yeah, and you, you got to pay your people, and you yeah, have a yeah, lot of so. stuff. You can't. What kind of a statement is it when you can't? Yeah, we don't want to close up, Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. you know pull the sheet out from underneath mm-hmm. the town because mm-hmm. right now we're their living room you know everybody shows up that's their they stay three four six hours and you've been open nine weeks oh my goodness nine weeks and you're already doing what you're doing yeah. i can't wait to see it when's a good time to come to illinois where i'm not going to get hit by a tornado next week be next fine week. yeah next week would be fine yeah, anytime you're anytime. going you're heading somewhere next week where are you going somewhere oh, dublin 
Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, but... So I'm going to go to Illinois okay. without my... After, after Dublin. Okay. Let's do it after Dublin. I get my vacation in the summertime. Okay. Is it, it, yeah, that's a great time to come to Illinois. With the big bugs yeah. and stuff? Yes, yeah, you'll love it. It's great climate. I can't great wait. climate. Like, I can't wait to book an Airbnb over there in Illinois with the boarded mm. up. Which <laughs> You can get one cheap. I can just buy you a house for the weekend. That'd be cheaper. Last question, Hugh, because I can sit here all day with you. I've spent two days with you, and I'm just loving who you are. And I'm learning so much. Sincerely, I'm learning and being reminded of some things I knew and forgot. And I'm learning some new things. Like the whole thing, Jesus wrecked stuff from the time he was born. How freeing is that? Why does that bring me so much freedom? Oh, yeah. Duh. He wrecks stuff. It should be fun. I mean, it's old guys like you and me, we're not done. We right. Don't, we don't, like, get to our 50s and go, okay. Right. It means at any moment, God right. can literally go, here's what you're doing right. for the next five years. And that's exciting. Right. It totally is. Yeah. My plans suck. I'm yeah. tired of my plans. Yeah. Mine are pretty lame as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. What I'm doing right now, I would never in a million years have known the... Mm-mm. From a ranch in Colorado to... With horses. A beat-up little town in Illinois. You know the hardest part of living in Illinois? It was the thought of dying in Illinois. <laughs> I would have my tombstone in Illinois. I'm like, it's so lame. It was so cool to live in Denver. It was When you said, I'm in Illinois, I, like, I thought, would you, what, what if this cat dies there? That's it's exactly terrible. what I thought. I don't, I don't know, know why that is. bothers me. Where you want to be married. Most of us want to go to cool, sexy yeah. cities, right? Yeah. So the grandkids come and see. Yeah, and I, I'm just learning. God doesn't care about no, cool. It no, just no. Like, the body's not there. So. He is not there. Where would you want to be buried? I would like to be buried uh, right next to some of the, like the famous cowboys of Colorado. That was what I was playing. Really? Yeah. You know, you, you got some big namers over yep. in Colorado. They're all up in these little hills yep. right where we mountain bike. And yep. I thought that'd be cool, but. You know, my grandfather's uh, right across 20 feet from, um, who's the doc? Wyatt Earp and Doc. Yeah, doc doc Holiday. Yeah. Right across the street. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that, like, because we're going to be dead. Like, yeah. We can't really benefit from it. No, you're, it, not, you're not there. I don't yeah. know why. Just dying. So my dad's Dennis in Paso Robos, Dr. Holiday. Really? Yeah. And so, like, four years ago, he said, hey, you know. My- you look a little bit like the Doc Holiday on a no. Tombstone movie. The dude that played that guy. Oh, Doc Holliday was the man. That's the best compliment I've ever yeah. had. Who's that? Val Kilmer? Yeah, you, you think have, I look like Val you, Kilmer? You have a little Val look. In, yeah. What, what was his big line? I'll be your little blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> Just say when. Just say when. <laughs> I, love it. I love that guy. Yeah, if you just let the, the handlebar I have to mustache. Do the handlebar. I was thinking of doing handlebar. You could do it. I can already tell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to talk to my son about that. Last question, Hugh, because I could yep. sit here and I, we want to get you ready for the night. Dinner's coming. Uh, what's bringing Hugh Halter life? You're 51. Mm. What what <clears throat> what refreshes your soul? What do you look forward to? A little round of golf. Really? Nice. But mostly my granddaughter, Mila, my little Mexican bambino. She's 10 months old. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the family says I'm her favorite, so I have to go see her sometime every day. I drop by. My kids all live within six blocks. So I just drop by and see Mila, or they bring her by the coffee shop, or whatever it is. So. And you say you're Mexican. What's Mila mean? I don't know. You gotta know it's your granddaughter. Let's make something up. No, oh, I don't know. The bambino, Mexican. Uh, Mila. Mila. 
I don't know. It sounds enchil- edible. A little, meal, little enchilada. Like a little, mm, yeah. you can nibble on her ears. A little guacamole. <laughs> and awesome. go golf. You, that brought you joy. Did golf you enjoy the golf with us? Favorite thing. I did. You're a good golfer. I'm not that good. No, you're a really good golfer. Well, we were golfing with a pro. We were. Ben. That was amazing, too. That was amazing. But you golfed really good. And I can tell you're a golfer. That's good. That game frustrates the life out of me. Yeah. And that brings you joy. It does. Oh, it's the trees. It's And it's five hours of getting away from, you know, normally it's a five-hour deal, right? Right. And you get away from everything. Just get away. I love it. Yeah, that's why I like surfing. You get out, the phone doesn't work, there's no clock. Hugh, I can't tell you how happy I am really just to know you sincerely. I'm, um, you're going to be a friend of mine forever until we're with the king. I can just feel it. I'm coming to Illinois. I'm going to buy a surf van when I get back to Alton, Illinois, and it's going to be full of surfing stickers and little hula ladies. I, like, you've changed my life, dude. Like, there's something of you is going to be in my life. My wife and I, we can't wait to come to Alton, Illinois, just to, just to see you roll and just to pray with you and to watch what God's doing through you. And um, I'm just, I just love being around guys that are imitating Paul, who imitated Christ. That's how I see you. I'll take it. Yep. I'll take it. I got lucky. And I hope you rub off a little bit on me. Um, many men I've tried, uh, crossed paths with rubbed off a little bit on me, and I hope that you're one of those guys. Well, ditto. Yeah. Hugh, I hope to see you at Dawn Patrol sometime. Peace out. Dawn know, Patrol. The Dawn Patrol guys. 6 a.m. Uh, so anytime I'm just in East Bay, East come Bay. on by. Well, you're going to come to Wednesday Mentor morning? Street. Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. What 6 if I started Dawn Patrol in Alton? I think it'd be a smart move. And we've got seven around the nation, one in Bethlehem. Really? Yeah, guys will move and they'll go somewhere and they'll start one. This tap's from Bethlehem. No way! Inside the Bethlehem wall. Remember this? They had the whole city of Jerusalem down yes. here? Yes. That's where I got that one. What's the ladder? It's, it's the Palestinians telling the uh, Israelis, why don't you let God into the city? No way! God trying to get back down into the city. I'm going to post a picture of that tat on our Instagram. It's in the sacrilege book that I brought. I oh, put really? that tat in there. Get the Sacrilege book. What other book? Flesh. Get all Hughes books. Happy Hour is my greatest theological work. It's Happy Hour. Happy Hour. How to throw a freaking great party. <laughs> Acts 10. I love this guy. Acts 10. Acts 10. God bless you, Hugh. We'll see you at Dawn Patrol someday. Dawn Patrol guys, we'll see you this Wednesday. Wish you were at camp. Maybe you're here and you're not even going to hear this till you get home. And uh, I love you guys. Peace out. <laughs>